Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Expert, experts on Expert. I'm Dax Randall Shepard. I'm joined by Monica Lily Padman. It's Thursday. Hello. Hello. This gentleman that we talked to today is one of my favorite people to ever play basketball. Oh, so kind. Oh, my God. Meta World Peace. Meta World Peace, previously known as Ron Artest. Um, if you've not seen Malice in the Palace and you've got time... Pause this right now and go watch it. Yeah. It's so fucking good on Netflix. But I don't think it would be hyperbole to say that Meta is a total champion in the mental health space. Yes. Like just a brave, brave, amazing guy who's kind of opened up to everyone and I think helped so many people. Yeah. I'm fascinated by him. Love talking to him. Of course, Meta is not just the star of Malice in the Palace, but he's also an NBA all-star, and he's a champion. He's got the ring. Mm, and he's a ring. stargazer. Spoiler alert. He's a stargazer, yes. which is my favorite thing. Yeah. He plans his vacations around ideal times to gaze at stars. I love this guy. Me too. You're going to too. Enjoy Meta World Peace. We are supported by Uber Eats. Spring is here, and now you can get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry, no. But a box fan? Happily, yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets, product availability may vary by region. See app for details. We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy? So easy. Well, the best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. He's an So I've been feeling shittier about myself this week. Why? About your height? Because I'm, oh. I'm so little. I feel like a little tiny baby boy. Well, Dwayne boy. is your height. Yeah, he's probably he's a little taller. Inch and a half taller. No, he's shorter than you. How tall are you? Six four and a half. I'm six three. Oh, okay, he's inch. And a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how tall are you? Six six. But you're also a beast. Not look anymore. Fuck. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> look at the look at the width of those shoulders, Monica. <laughs> I know. I, I see. used to be. And now I'm just like too much width. Growing <laughs> stomach width. It is weird though, huh? When you like when you're used to burning fucking however many calories you burn in a game or practice, and then you just shut the lever off, right? Shut it off. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and so like when that happens, does it cross your mind like, hmm, I got to add something to my schedule that's going to like replicate all that output. When you first retire, you're still in shape, right? Yeah, the yeah. The day after you retire, you're in shape. Yeah. Because I practiced yesterday, right? Yeah. Then a week passes, two weeks, a month. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should work out today, but you're still in shape. It's only a month. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can glide on that you a bit. You can glide on that, right? <laughs> then it gets to a year. 
Like, oh, something's really interesting is happening here. <laughs> I've never looked like this. Yeah, and then you get three, four years removed, and I'm like, whoa, something happened. And it's two things. You're also, like, aging. And aging. Yeah, what are you, 39 or something? 42. Yeah, 42, so, like, things are slowing down, and, you're like, you couldn't have ever even thought about what you ate for the first 30 years you were alive. I used to eat fish sandwiches for breakfast from McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. You know, the, the oh, little yeah. cheese is always in a different spot. Filet of fish with yeah, some cheese. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. always, like, in a different spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's, like, out the sandwich, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, filet of fish for breakfast, just yeah. to prime the pump. Just that, you know, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm going to practice. <laughs> yeah, and then at night, what would you eat? At night, I would normally get, you know, a dinner, you know, something. Right, you'd go somewhere nice. good. But for breakfast, it was like whatever. After practice, I worked so hard, I would go to fast food immediately, which my favorite thing was the uh, chicken sandwich from Burger King. Oh, oh my God! That's a That's very special that sandwich. Incredible? We call it the rectangle sandwich. Oh, yeah. my And you got to get extra mayonnaise on that thing. Oh, oh, baby. That's the greatest chicken sandwich. So good. It is. And why is it a rectangle? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we had this experience. We started talking about the rectangle sandwich, and then we missed the rectangle sandwich, and then we're like, we're going to, let's get the rectangle sandwich. So we made a whole thing of it, and we made the mistake, probably, of ordering it on Postmates. So it had a little time before it got to us, and we had asked for extra mayonnaise. So by the time we got there, the lettuce was busted. It, it was, was it was gone. Yeah, yeah the lettuce yeah, had yeah. turned. Did you like the Whopper? You know, I like the Whopper, but I prefer a Big Mac. The Big Mac is, yeah, it's on another level. Pro tip, you already know this probably, but you got to say extra cheese, extra sauce on that Big Mac. If right, you right, do right. that, it's a whole other sandwich. I never did that, ever. Oh, my God, I pray that, I mean, of course, we want you to stay in yeah, shape. Yeah, yeah. I probably won't be going to McDonald's. <laughs> okay, but you'll be in a pinch someday, you know. Mm -hmm. We all get in a pinch. Sure. Please go extra sauce, extra cheese. It's another, <laughs> it's a whole other gear. Do you have a program now where you like, fuck, I got to kind of watch what I eat and I got to exercise? And if so, what physical exercise are you willing to do? Willing. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get hurt, so that's one thing. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, your um, knees are probably pretty banged up. No, my knees is good. Okay, you had yeah, an ACL, good. though? I had a meniscus. Okay, so he had an MCL, and they yeah. said you were going to be out for seven weeks, and he was playing 12 days later. Five days. Oh, Five days. Sorry, sorry. It was a meniscus, God. which is uh, not quite an MCL. Look at the honesty here. I would never want to want to come back in five days after the MCL. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You're okay. asking to never play again. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but it was pretty impressive, actually. I'm trying yeah. to paint a picture of you as like Wolverine or a vampire. Oh, right. Yeah, where you just healed. <laughs> <laughs> so knowing you don't want to get injured, what does that leave open for you? Like light swimming? <laughs> Yeah. Swimming's <laughs> great. But so, my wife wants me hiking. Like, we hike now. Okay. So I, I didn't want to hike for the first, like, my first two, three years. She's like, let's go on a hike. Let's go on a hike. I'm like, no, nah, hiking's for yeah, say people it. who say hike. It. Say it. I'm say not it. a hiker. Hiking's for people who hike. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But now I'm like, baby, you want to go on a hike? <laughs> what part of the city do you live in? Sherman Oaks. You're in Sherman Oaks. So where do you hike there? Well, I'll go to uh, Topanga, okay, uh -huh. which is a great hike. Yeah, yeah. I did the Encino hike the other day. It's an easy hike. Okay, I didn't even know Encino had a hike. Really oh, beautiful. Yeah. you got to try Griffith Park. Really? You hike up to the observatory. I want to say a couple things about hiking for people who don't want to hike like you. It's humbling the first time you hike. You can be in great fucking shape, but hiking such a weird specific mm -hmm. mix between like almost weightlifting and cardio. because I agree. You're lifting your body up this really steep vertical incline, but... I would say this hike for me, if I would leave my door and put the pedal down, like hike pretty fast, mm -hmm. I can be back in about 55 minutes. For me, that's ideal. Right, right, right. I think it's three miles. And then when you get to the top, you're at the observatory and you're looking at downtown LA, downtown 
Century City. You can see Pasadena on wow. the left side. It's, I gotta try that one. You got it. And if you feel extra energized, your woman's like spurring you on, you can then go above that to go up towards the Hollywood sign. Have you been up there before, the Hollywood sign? Yep. I've been once in my life. What happened? I just seen the horses up there. Oh, yeah, I think I have seen. Yeah, it's really you nice. You rode horses up there. No, I didn't ride the horses. I was going to say, I can't see you on a horse, but continue. It's a different world. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing something, might have been like a Jimmy Kimmel skit. And I'm like, this is a different world. It's like horses and like barns and like... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I think someone was killed up there. Ooh. Well, they found a head. A man had decapitated somebody down in, I want to say, Koreatown. And oh, then boy. dumped, dumped the, head. the head up by the sign. People the hiking to the sign, there? yeah, they found the head. That was only like, what, three years ago? Yeah, it was not Four that long ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like chaos. So the fact that there's two mountain lions that live across the street from my house, P21 and P22, people have surveillance of a lion in their backyard. Oh, wow. I like that. Also, <laughs> you, find, on your toes. you find a head up there every now and then. I was like, okay, things are happening in Griffith Park. Like, stay <laughs> so awake. They, they named the mountain lions? Yes, yeah. P21. And they're protected? Presumably, yeah, I don't think you can. But we don't know. They're just roaming. Look, 60 Minutes did a whole story on P21 or 22. Wow. And what's crazy is I think P22, it came from the Santa Monica Mountains. Mm -hmm. So it crossed the 405, then it crossed the 101 to get here. And then he was just hanging, hanging, hanging. And they're like, he'll leave eventually because he's got to find a female. Well, some female crossed the highways, mm. and now they got a litter up there. It's a love story. Very dangerous, huh? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. they can, like, sometimes they find a head, and they can feed on that. And, oh! <laughs> they probably did. <laughs> hey, those are some vicious cats. Yeah, would you be excited to see that and be like, I'm going to wrestle that thing to the ground? Can I guess at this answer? All right, go. He'll fuck with a ton of stuff. He's not fucking with a cat. Because it's so outside of your world. I'm ready to go to war with a cat. Okay. <laughs> Meaning, if it was to attack me, yeah, I probably won't say, oh, no. No, you'll fight back. Yeah. yeah I probably will fight back. I got an idea. So what I'm going to do, it never happens. I never want it to happen. <laughs> I'm putting my left arm out. <laughs> this is incredible. You and I are about to be twins. So I'm putting my left arm out. Yes, you are. It's going to get destroyed. And then a foot. Okay. And I want it to focus there. <laughs> yes. While yes. my right hand Goes just clobbers it. <laughs> Right? Yes, 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 so yes, yes. I yes, thought yes. about this one. Okay, so you're giving up half your body, half the body. For, to protect the other half. Yeah. But you know what else you can do? You go for the balls. Uh-huh. And That's you pluck the balls really yep. hard. Yeah. Hopefully you pull yeah. them off. I, this is life or death, right? This is life or death. Yeah. yeah, this is life or death. I have a scenario that if you hit anything's balls... Well, have you heard this about yeah. pit bulls? That if a pit bull is eating your dog, you have to put your finger up their ass? Have you heard that? What? Apparently, the only two ways you can get, like, two gnarly dogs to stop fighting is either a hose that hate being sprayed with water or a finger up the ass. Have you heard any tricks? I might have heard that one. Okay, so I have said exactly what you just said on here probably a dozen times. So oh, I wow. take my daughters hiking there, right? So I got a six- and an eight-year-old. And the whole time I'm preparing to fight P-22. And I always say, left arm, offer up the bait. Give him something juicy. And I remember reading a story about an old man in Africa. He was like, I want to say he was 80. It made world news. He got attacked by uh, either a cheetah or a leopard. But, you know, their tongues are like sandpaper, so they can get all the hair and everything. This guy pulled the tongue out of oh. the cheetah. And it drowned on its own blood. An 80-year-old man, wow. a farmer who got attacked. And I was like, That's mental smart. note, maybe pull the tongue out if necessary. My ultimate wow. goal with the mountain lion in a life or death situation yeah. is to get its tail. Because if you get a hold of the tail, now you can swing it, swing it, swing it, and you break its back on a tree. But you think you can lift it? Fuck yes. I'm deadlifting like oh, 400 oh pounds. I can God. certainly life or death. You got to get quick. Again, you've given it the arm, so it's distracted. You 
you fucking find that tail and now it's on. So if you can somehow duck. Okay. And then as it passes you, because it's dumb. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then yeah. you get the tail in slow mode. You get the tail and then right away. Oh, wham. Then, then you start slaying and slaying and slaying. Snap it's back. Throw it somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Should I ask Meta my riddle that I came yeah, up with? Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to do. I've thought about this so much that I've even created a riddle that I decided I know the right answer to. And it's not a riddle. Well, we'll let Meta decide. Okay, here's the riddle. You are in a 10 foot by 10 foot by 10 foot tall cage. And there is a male lion in the cage. And you have 30 seconds before it wakes up. What do you do? Hmm. And I'm in the cage. You're in the cage. It's a male lion? It's a fucking male. It's a 500-pound lion. I think you got to rip his balls off. Oh, that's really good. You know what I hate to say? What? You're probably going to have to use your teeth. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but I have to start that there somehow. I hate to tell you that. The thing is, you have That's to act good... so fast so it'll wake up. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got 30 seconds. You can do a lot of stuff. Here's my answer. Is in that 30 seconds, I pop its eyeballs out. But I don't detach them. So it's still getting to see, but it's seeing the fucking ground. So it's so confused. Right. And then just for the remaining 20 seconds, it's just hammer that nose, try to get enough blood in there that it's all, the scent's all fucked up. And then I'm just going to climb up to the top of the cage and just ride it out. Yeah, just ride it out. I think that might save you. <laughs> There's <laughs> a chance that might save you. So it sounds like you kind of agree with this approach. The, the balls is good. If you can get them off, get them off, and then it's yeah. over. If I was in that situation, that's what I would probably focus on. <laughs> All the balls and the eyes. Yeah. Have you ever seen one in real life? Yeah. I went to a safari. Me too. Where'd you go? In Kenya. Which one you did? I was in Tanzania, and I was on this reserve called the Grometi Reserve. Mm. But the first time we were next to one of those males, were you on like a Jeep with no doors? Yeah, a Jeep with no doors. My wife was it like, was scary. this is amazing. And I'm like, no, not, the thing walked by, and it looked right in my fucking eyes. Right. My heart rate was probably 180. She loved it. And I was like, this thing's going to snatch me out of this Jeep. It's amazing how, like, animals kind of understand you're a human, and I probably don't want to mess with you. So the guy said to me, they would never attack the car because it doesn't resemble their prey. And I said, until one figures it out. It seems like they're not interested, though. I know, but they'll stare at you, right? It's so weird. But you know what is interested? Kimono dragons. Oh, you've been around a Komodo dragon? No, but I oh. know they're interested. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might be the grossest animal on planet Earth, right? Well, they eat everything. They eat joints, they eat bones, they eat everything. They like it. Komodo dragon virtually has poison. They have so much bacteria in their mouth that all they're going for is the prey comes by, they snatch it, they get a bite in it, and then the fucking thing will go septic within like 30 minutes because there's so much gnarly bacteria Ugh. in their mouth. This is so disgusting. And when you see them, it's just coming out yeah, in like yeah. slime. It's, they I are disgusting. I do not like... Animals. This conversation. <laughs> I mean, animals in general. I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but I'm just like, this is right up my alley. <laughs> we get into all sorts of topics here. So I just want to say, like, my outsider's experience with you as someone on TV playing basketball. I was like, oh, this dude's just a hard ass, like, in a great way. I'm from Detroit, 88, 89 Pistons. That was our thing. I loved Rodman so much. You're younger than those guys. You came around, and I was like, oh, my God, this guy's fierce as fuck. It's on with him. Then the malice at the palace happens, and I am from there. I fucking hate those guys. When that happened, I was so ashamed for some of my people I grew up with. And I got to be honest, I loved the outcome of it. I was like, yeah, that's right. 
You fucking get in the cage and see what yeah, happens. Get yeah, get, and, and get dropped. But then they also yeah. suffered. Yeah, we suffered. Well, yeah. that's part two of the story. Is like, first I'm just in, there's a lot of psychology going on behind those dudes chucking shit at the players. It's, it's, it's crazy. For me, justice was serve. Like, oh, you picked a fight you couldn't finish, and it got finished for you. That's mm -hmm. life. Welcome to it. So I love that. I then saw probably the documentary about you first. Quiet Storm. I watched Quiet Storm, then I loved you. As someone who's been engaged in mental health exploration for 20 years, so much trauma, then he's in that situation. Now I felt terrible about it. It, it went from, oh look, the right victors were the victors, to no, some fucking victims got forced to defend themselves as they've had to their whole life. This is so much sadder. This thing that I witnessed that I love was actually pretty heartbreaking, especially knowing how much you were trying to keep it together at that moment like of your life. Oh, yeah. And then to see Untold, and we get yet another angle of it and the whole experience, and I think the Untold is so great. People should watch that. I don't Well, do you like it? I thought it was really good. Yeah. Jermaine put it together. He did. I, I did the Quiet Storm, and then Jermaine did the um, Untold. That part's the heartbreaking part. Like, it's another layer of the heartbreaking part to know what you were battling and then to have that event and then now to see untold and realize like and there was a family there and some of the family's so hurt by it and some people can't get over it and like that then second chapter of it's again another round of fucking heartbreaking yeah i just think that um fans cannot be hitting players you know <laughs> no that's like the moral of the story <laughs> right? like, you know what i mean well how about this Human beings can't be hitting other human yeah. beings. Right, 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 like, right, right. That's, and, and that's what pisses me off is like, oh, because you bought a ticket, you think you have like some... Ownership. Yes. I got to say, there's a lot of things. There's like a gladiator thing to it. There's like a yeah, Roman yeah, gross yeah. gladiator. Like, let's watch these guys kill each other. There's some racist shit going on that's just like, you're not a human, I can chuck shit at you. Yeah, that's what they feel, yeah. There's a lot of stuff, and like you said earlier, from a psychologist standpoint, that's happening in their minds that they think is okay. Yes. Which is like kind of weird. I would never accept that. You think you can do that to me. I'm going to show you that you can't. Yes. Live on television. Yes. Yeah. That's the justice part that I love. The rules are they're the players. They're not allowed to come up here. I'm safe to do this. Well, guess what the rules are also? You're not allowed to fucking chuck shit at the players. So guess what? When you throw the rules out the window, the rules are out the window. Yeah. You just threw yeah. them out the window. Right. So guess right. what? Anything's now on the table. Yeah, everything's on the table. And that was really interesting to me, and I don't pay attention to it anymore, because to this day, I think everybody lives in like their own little world. Some people are grouped in together, but there's a group of people out there that was just like, I can't believe that you would do that. Were any black people saying oh, that to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. The main thing was that I went crazy that time. So it's not just like white people. When you're watching television and you're being entertained, you know, the celebrity should act a certain way. Right. The athlete should act a certain way. That's true. It is. It's so long as everyone else is acting the way they're supposed right. to act. Yeah. Right. Everybody should be acting a certain way. We're here to entertain you. Right? So if I get mad at a player on the floor, that's because we're passionate, giving it our all. And it's for you, the fan. For you to enjoy and be a part of it. Yeah. Right? But not for you to take it to the next <laughs> level. But the majority of the people thought that that was pretty wild. Some people that saw the doc kind of changed their mind. Mm -hmm. A lot of people said, you know, I think differently of you now. I'm like, I don't want really to care what you think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. never cared what you think. So that's been me most of my life, which is like, I have had a bad history with getting, in, <laughs> getting involved, <laughs> reacting too quickly. Right, right. And over time, I have come to realize shit happened to me when I was young and I couldn't defend myself. 
And I made a pledge to myself, basically. It's like, when I'm 18, like, that shit's over. Like, even if you whoop my ass, I'm in it. Like, you're going to get hit, too. I agree. I will never let anyone hurt me again without a fight. Now, someone who's not had that background, they can see it in a much more evolved, healthy way. I'm not there, but I can see people that are there. Mm -hmm. And I think knowing your background, I think you're coming from it more like I am, which mm -hmm. is like... I need to be telling all people at all time, if you come for me, you're going to have your hands full because people are always going to be coming for me. Right. And people aren't going to be coming for us. Right, right, right. But it's hard to snap out of that. It is. Now I'm older, so I probably wouldn't react. Like if somebody was to throw something at me to this day, I probably would figure out a way to get that person arrested for sure. Yeah. I'm not the type of person that like to see people go to jail because I have too many friends go to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like the ultimate way to get you back. Uh, right, right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Sure. And I'm still passionate in that way. But when I did grow up, I did experience where certain people would take advantage of their power, whether, you know, you can just hit someone, bully someone. Mm -hmm. And I told myself, like, never again. That's why I was always comfortable. I never had security because I was always ready. But having that shield, it's not a fun thing to be having that shield every day where you just, oh, I'm ready for anybody. It's just too much. You pay the price. It's heavy, yeah. It's heavy. You're not vulnerable. So my dad, he died in 2012, and he would fight anybody over anything. It kind of amused me as a kid. You know, he's always in a fight at a gas station or stuff. <laughs> he, got, he, got, he was banned from Costco because he got in a fight over the samples a bunch of times. Wow. As I was looking at him dying way too young, I had this thought, which was, he never got bested. Like, he always showed up. But then I was like, and now he's paying the ultimate price for that because he lived that way. Like, it's so bad for your body to be in that state. And I really was looking at him and I'm like, I got to figure this out because I'm going to die from it. Even though I've won everything, I I'm going to kill myself because of this. And it was somewhat of a shift for me and realizing like I'm the victim of this if I win. I agree. Like that's why I kind of went on this meditation. I didn't want to become weaker, but I wanted to get more of an understanding of like what's happening now versus reacting based off what I know. Yeah. Right? It probably triggers the 29 feelings from your childhood where you oh, were sure. outpowered. Oh, for sure. So like the little thing that the other guy's doing that isn't a thing for him, it's a thing for you. That's why you gotta be careful who you, you know, yes. who you mess with. And for you, I'm sure it feels as it did for me, life or death. Yeah, well, that particular incident with the bra, it happened so quick. Not to mention the physiology that's happening there that no one is also taking into account that you're coming off of a basketball game. Like, your adrenaline is already at yeah, yeah, 3,000. Yeah, yeah. Like, to ask anyone to, <laughs> to be rational in that moment, you can't. No one could do it. Nobody. You're at 100% just because that's what yes. you need to be to do the thing. Yeah, you're going into the game, you're getting ready, you're getting pumped up. But you know what was crazy? On the flip side, when I got older, I started to, it was reversed. Before I was listening to like Mob Deep, I listened to Eminem. So I'm getting ready for this game, listening to Slim Shady, <laughs> Brain Dead, like Jimmy yeah. Brady, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or Mob Deep, killer yeah. music, right? I'm ramping up, I get into the game, and I'm up, I'm ready to go. And then I started to listen to like uh, more music that centered me later in my career. I listened to Alberta Hunter, who, She's an artist that started her career like in the 1880s, but she recorded her first record in 1920s. Oh, my God. Like real soothing, real music, classical. But I was listening to stuff like that to get centered yeah, and be yeah. just as strong. Yeah. yeah. And I performed better. <laughs> well, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's the shift in your story, right? Like yeah. that's you going like, I need to do this to 
do that. And then learning like, no, no, I don't need, I have it. I don't right. have to, I, have I don't it. have to wake yeah. up the tiger. It'll wake up. It's there. Like naturally, if you want to win at something, you're going to do it because that's who you are. Right. Right. But to trust that, it's scary, I'm sure. Right. Because when you're young, it's like, okay, I'm in the NBA and I want to make it. In order to make it, I got to do what I know. Yes. There's going to be players that can score 35 points right, a game. Right, right, right. And you had all the equipment to be the best defensive player in the league, yeah. which you were. You were named defensive player of the year. So, like Rodman on the Pistons, he was scoring like 12, 13 points a game when they were winning in right. the 80s. He was, yeah. And then he just became a specialist. Yeah. And he was, became so fucking valuable as that specialist. Yeah. And it felt like you kind of had a similar... It was, it was similar. He was an amazing defender. He was a really good wing defender, a really good rebounder. Later in his career, he became just a rebounder and not really scoring the ball at all. I was good on the wing, defending, good post defense, and then I, I was also a go-to guy um, on offense. So it was like just a little bit different, but he was a way better rebounder than I was. Yeah, yeah. My career average was about 5.5 rebounds. Yeah, he averaged over 10, I think. Over 10. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a monster. Yeah, but emotionally, I think we were kind of similar. Yeah. I always wanted to play against yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I got to tell <laughs> you, Man, you, you never played him. against him. No, I wanted to play against him because I just wanted to compete against yes, Rodman. That would have been yes. like, because he's just so crazy, and I just wanted to play against him so bad. But I'm glad to hear that. I was close. I was right there. He retired one year before I got there. Oh, man. He's the other guy I have fallen in love with through these documentaries where I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, this guy's fucking story is so heartbreaking. I'm sure you've watched the docs on him. Yeah, for sure. It's the 30 for 30 one. That's yeah. Yes. Did that, you see it? Yeah. Yeah. The part where he goes to, I guess, Oklahoma or Arkansas, wherever he plays college, and he's living with this white family, and he's saying, you know, occasionally she drops the N-word, but they weren't racist. And in that moment, I was like, the racism was so fucking bad that that wasn't even racist. Like, he couldn't even see like he, it. Like, he couldn't see it, and it breaks my fucking heart. Like, here's these people that are supposed to be being so kind to him and loving, and they're also doing that. It's, it's so twisted. They actually came across looking really well in that doc because everybody makes mistakes in life, no matter what it is. It could be anything. But when you admit it, that's why I liked it. Versus, like, on our documentary, those guys didn't admit anything on Untold. They were just assholes. <laughs> right, right, right. They were right, like, right, well, yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't start it. I, I could have beat him. He caught me. I wasn't looking like, yeah. oh, that's hey, we're true. beyond that. Yeah. Right? Just like admit that you came on the court. But in that documentary, even though what they did was wrong, like the fact that they was there on camera. That's true. That's true. And owned up to it. Like, that's very important. That's a great point. Their behavior didn't shock me or anything. It was my sadness that for him, that little amount of kindness, you could have written anything off. Like, that's how little kindness he had been shown in his life. Yeah, his life was rough. And, like, how soft he is yeah. in that interview versus the persona and just mm. seeing the difference of, like, oh, this is who he is versus the, the armor. The armor, yeah, mm -hmm. that he's putting up and showing yeah. everyone you can't hurt me. But then you just see this, like, human. He's suffering. He's quite hurt all the time. He was. That's why I represented him all the time. I wore his number 91. Oh, really? When I got in the brawl, I was wearing number 91. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I was just doing it to honor him. I wanted to win a title in his jersey. That was my goal. Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare. We are supported by BetterHelp. Listen, I understand that sometimes you want to keep things to yourself, process your emotions in your own time. But if you keep everything bottled up, it can have some serious consequences. 
I have therapy on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. I had therapy this morning. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and it put me in the greatest mood. We had a long, big day, and I just felt much better for having Because you were, some... not to out you, you were a little grumpy going in. I was. I was. I was to <laughs> be specific. and I received some texts this Yeah, I was locked morning. out of my therapy setting, which is this attic. <laughs> <sighs> But then you felt much better after. I felt much better. And I even made some apologies. Um, Talking things out can be so helpful. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. Check out BetterHelp if you've been thinking of trying therapy. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for any reason for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Dax today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Dax. We are supported by ZipRecruiter. Are there some fantastic concerts coming to your city this summer? Mine too. In fact, Anderson Pack's playing at the Hollywood Bowl. I can't wait for Ooh, it. Ooh, that's exciting. If you want to be sure to see your favorite artist, you need to jump on it right away. I've already DM'd him saying, yes, I got to be in that front row. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dax. Got your eye on a rock star candidate? ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line. Once you review ZipRecruiter's list of the most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply to encourage them to apply sooner. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dax. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dax. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy? So easy. Well, the best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. I notice you switch jerseys all the time, like more than any other player I think I've read about. Initially, it was like Jordan was the first one. 23, I was a defensive player of the year. We didn't win a title. But I didn't want to wait because I wanted to get all the Chicago Bulls numbers. Okay. So then Rodman was next, which uh-huh, I got Rodman. Uh-huh. And then the next year was going to be Pippen. But then after that, it was just like... You're not going to wear Luke. No, I was going to go to Tony. <laughs> okay. I was going to go to BJ Armstrong. And then whatever happened after that would have happened. Yeah. What about Steve Kirk? He was way down the list. Jackson <laughs> was first. Although I've come to love that guy so much. I mean, he, he's a great coach. I remember during the height of the Kaepernick debate, mm. everyone's kind of talking really carefully about this. Every time they're trying to interview coaches, like, what do you think about that? Yeah. They asked him, and he just, he gave it to you. 
was like, no, this is insanely racist. This is the best part of our country, a nonviolent protest. He has an opinion for sure. Yeah, and he'll tell it to you. Yeah, yeah he's not afraid to say it. I didn't care about him as a player. I lived in Detroit. I hated the fucking <laughs> yeah. Bulls. But as a coach and hearing him just as a person, I'm like, this guy's impressive. I'm, I like him. Now, Queensbridge, is that where you grew up? Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Who else came out of there? Mob Deep, MC Shan, Roxanne Shante. You have uh, Vern Fleming. Who's Vern Indiana Fleming? Indiana Pacers. Oh, school. okay. Sean Green, Indiana Pacers. Oh. Middle World Peace, Indiana Pacers. Yeah, yeah, That's crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> then we have Nas. Nas is from there. Yep, Nas. Oh, wow. He's probably the biggest star from Queensbridge. Molly Ma, who like produced records on Big Daddy Kane, KRS-One. Uh -huh. Big producer yeah, yeah. back in the day. Big A Daddy lot Kane. of people. We have a few other people from Queensbridge, like Hank Carter, who Mr. Bloomberg named the hospital after Hank Carter in Harlem. So he does a lot of big stuff on that side. Queensbridge is what, really unique. Yeah, what do you think about that? Pound for pound per capita, you can't even find a town that no, has no, that no, many no. stars. Queensbridge is different. And the thing about Queensbridge is they did so much to keep us down. There was so many times where I was close to going to jail. Really? Yeah, you know, you get caught with crack, you're going to jail. That could be anybody. Could have been Nas, could have been me. You get caught with a gun. Anything, right? You get caught robbing somebody. So you always on eggshells. But you hear those stories, but the stories you don't hear is the other talented group of people that went to jail. Yes. The other talented basketball players that went to jail. To, to be that talented from a town like that, it's other people you're competing against. Oh, yeah, the level of competition. You're starting at, like, damn near college level or something. Correct. Yeah. Like, when we were playing in 13 years old, the basketball games was Division two, Division one games Every day, right? The rappers, look at the rappers I just mentioned. Yeah. And now I'm not talking about the hundreds that you didn't hear about. So this is who Nas is like competing against. And it's that competitive. Oh my Queensbridge God. is very unique. And a couple of years ago, they even stopped us from playing basketball. We had to stop playing basketball at 9 p.m. When I grew up, I was outside at 3 a.m. Oh, no yeah. shit. But then when they started getting new people into the neighborhood, they started gentrifying it. People's like, the basketballs is too loud. <laughs> I'm like, you moved in our neighborhood, and you're telling us the basketball, we got to stop at 9 p.m.? When, when I used to play and I was learning how to shoot, I couldn't shoot at first, so you all, all night, dong, clang, clang, yeah. dong, all night at 3 a.m. But everybody knew, like, yo, I'm putting in this work. Do you think you have some OCD stuff? My version of it was, like, I had tics as a kid, and then I did things twice. Like, I had to do everything twice. I was like, if I scuffed my heel, I had to scuff my left side. I had to keep oh, everything yeah, yeah, level. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was pretty busy in my brain. Like, there was always something. I had to count something. I had to... And I just... To practice shots over and over and over again at 3 in the morning is a little... Oh, for sure. I was obsessed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm yeah. very... Very, very obsessed. What's your parents' situation? They broke up when I was 13. That's pretty late. It was late. And what was your relationship with your dad like? I mean, my dad was at the, on the court with me all the time. He was real uh, tough, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played basketball. He was a big, strong man. And I was a young kid. And he'd take me out to that court. And uh, he was not, you know, wasn't taking it easy. Yeah. Wow. Do you think in a healthy way or an unhealthy way? It was very healthy. I appreciate it because it was like at the limit of... It could have got worse. Yeah. Because I've gotten spankings from this man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it could have gotten worse. Yeah. And he was really strong, cut up, quick temper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A Ron Artest type. Yeah. <laughs> Senior. <laughs> Senior. Had he played any sport? Like, had he played on the college level or anything? Yeah, he did. Up? He played basketball and he boxed. But when he had me, he kind of stopped sports and wanted to get a job. And he boxed. And he boxed. At what weight? Heavyweight. Oh, my oh. God. Okay, he's over 200 pounds. How tall is he? 6'2". Oh, man. 
my dad's similar, right? And so my dad would have these fights with my brother who's five years older. They were so fucking bloody. There'd be broken furniture. Their clothes would be fucking torn off. Both people would be bleeding. And I was like, I don't want to tangle with this dude. I felt <laughs> like that's coming and I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the time it finally happened, we got in a fight at like two in the morning and he had just had, <laughs> he had just had hernia surgery. So he had all these fucking staples across, like from mm. bottom of his rib cage down to his belly button, just all these staples. And he had this big basketball in his belly. He had a huge gut. Mm -hmm. And he was yelling at me, I'm yelling at him. He, and he fucking shoves me on my bed. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, if this goes down, like his whole, his inner are gonna yeah. come, like he's gonna open up. I'm like, I can't fight this. And he didn't give a fuck. He would have loved to have gotten those. <laughs> those being a war. Being a war. Yes. He was it's seeing right. a whole other thing, right? And I just narrowly avoided that situation. You don't want problems <laughs> with your dad. I'm the same way. Even to this day, I'm like, I don't, I, I don't even think I can take my, I don't even think about that. Yeah. I don't even want him to think I'm thinking that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess the boxing really just rules the whole thing out. I've never talked back to my dad. Ever? I've never fought my dad. Okay. That was the last, eight, and my mom also. And do you have siblings? Ten. Ten <laughs> siblings. What? Ten? I got 44 nieces and nephews. I might have more now. And between five and eight great nieces and nephews. No shit. Yeah. We're a family. <laughs> we, we make babies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Man. Yeah. My one sister had eight babies. Oh, my gosh. Another sister had three. One of my sisters had three babies with the same guy. And the rest of us are just like... Patching together here Patching and there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Playing puzzles. <laughs> Do you ever have like a family reunion? How many people are we there? We did. One family reunion we had. It was insane. It was in Indiana, my Indiana house. And it looked like, uh, what was that movie that we love? The kid movie. We had the big house party. Crazy, yeah. out of control house. Oh, 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 oh. Um, X, something like that. Yeah, yeah, Project X. Project <laughs> X. <laughs> That's what it looked like? Yes. Like Project X. It was insane. <laughs> Is addiction prevalent at all in your family? Nah, not no no addiction. The only thing my family was a uh, my auntie was in a psychiatric ward. Uh -huh. My little sister, she was also in a psychiatric ward. Then my brothers was on medication, not in the ward. Then my other one of my little brothers in a psychiatric ward. So it's mental health that's really yeah. what's plagued. Yeah, and, and you know, I think what it is, for sure, chemical. I was diagnosed with um depression, anxiety mm -hmm. and stuff. I had an outlet. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was I was always active. I did have a quick temper, but I was always active. Mm -hmm. Tag, football, baseball, sports, friends. Yeah. Never was type to stay in the house. You have like crazy energy level. <laughs> when I was young. Um, but I did my what my mom did for me was send me to a social worker at 13 years old. Versus typically my parents would send you to a doctor. What was your behavior at that time that they were worried fighting. about the day fighting? Yeah, I was fighting a lot because, you know, somebody might, I don't think I ever started a fight, but like when this one kid skipped in front of me at the lunch line. I was pissed. All they did was skip in front of me. I wailed on them. It was like stuff like that. This one kid was picking on this girl. Wailed on them. You know? Well, she was nice just my though. friend. Yeah. It was kind of nice. <laughs> but it wasn't like... Well, all these things are like, uh, they're complicated. Yeah, they're yeah, complicated. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then in kindergarten... I got suspended in kindergarten, preschool, every oh, wow. single year I was in school. And you were enormous. In kindergarten, I was the same height. I didn't start towering until I was like 13. Okay. Then I was like, I just shot up. Yeah. That's actually when I kind of stopped fighting because I was like, I'm like, you can't beat me anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, guys yeah. want to fight me. I'm like, I'm telling you. So when you went to the social worker, what was that? It was great, man. Everybody had a different issue. And the social worker would bring us together. 
get popcorn, go to the park. It was incredible. And I remember thinking, like, when people see you walking in this building, they know where you're going. We got this big neighborhood. Oh, you're going to the crazy house, right? So you would go different ways so people wouldn't see you and go in there. And then we get into the room. We're there for a couple hours. You might watch a movie. Hey, so how, how was your day today? It's just, it was just beautiful. Yeah, it was a place that you could, like, talk, people to ask you about you and It changed how you're my life. Doing. All my other brothers, well, my older brother went to jail for drug trafficking. But then my other brothers, some of them was taking medication and they couldn't get off. Uh-huh. It's hard to get off. When do you get really serious about your mental health? Because so from 13 to, I don't know how old you are at Mouse Palace. 23 at that point. That's it? I was oh, young, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow, so that's just a nine year or 10 year period right oh, there. Oh yeah. And so, at what points in that 10-year period are you aware, like, oh, I have something going on that other people aren't wrestling with the whole time, or? Oh, I didn't know when I was a teenager. Right. I just thought that I was a tough kid. Then, I think the other dynamic in the neighborhood is the violent dynamic. Can I add, you saw a kid at 12 years old get stabbed. I didn't see it, but one of our idols died in the basketball game. At a YMCA game, right? Yeah, he got yeah. the table leg. They threw it. It was a fight, and they, they broke the leg, threw it, went through his heart, he died right on the court. <sighs> which was like, and he was like really good. His name is Lloyd Newton. Look him up. He's a really good basketball player. Um, he was like our idol, you know? Like we looked up to Nas, we looked up to Lloyd. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We were on edge after that. And you're talking about a bunch of Division One basketball players in my neighborhood. Dope dealers, though. But dope in basketball. So the way we play is different. You might have to stop the game to make a sale to a dope fiend. Sure, sure. Or you might have to put your gun in the garbage, like, police is coming, you know, they like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that whole dynamic. You're juggling a lot of you're stuff. You're juggling a lot of stuff. And you've got to be aware of, like, enemies. Yeah, people come on the block, start spraying the block up. It's been said, but yeah, you're in a war zone. Like, you're just standing, operating thing is like maximum awareness. To the credit of the hustlers, like, the hustlers, like, they never really shot at the basketball court. Like, if they saw us playing basketball, some would wait. But we did have a few people that would, if they had a problem with somebody in the game, like, get the hell off the court. Like, move. Because <laughs> they're going to spray. Now you've worked with enough people, like, you know, like, what that does to your brain chemistry, right? To, to be in that state, your brain adjusts. It can live in arousal yeah. better. And I was in it. I wanted to be a hustler. I wanted to. Yeah, like, I look up to that stuff. I was like, when I got my first check, the first thing that was on my mind was like, okay, how can I flip like a hundred grand. Yeah, of course. Because right, before right. we was only flipping like fifteen hundred. And I remember talking to myself, I'm like, oh my goodness, what what the fuck am I thinking? Like I'm making money right now. I remember talking to my friends and like, y'all have to stay away from me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. I'm gonna keep coming back to this neighborhood, but we're not doing this anymore. That's a whole nother dynamic that I was struggling with. And then right before I went to college, my brother goes to jail for drug trafficking. So then he was like my protector. So I knew like I was okay, but when he went away, he's like, okay. If anything goes down, I got to hold myself down. Right, Until right. my brother there's, come home. There's no one, yeah, <laughs> looking out for you. You know what I'm saying? So it was like so many different things. But then when I was 21, I got a nervous breakdown in Chicago. Just walk me through that. Like, where were you at? What were you I was doing? driving to a game. Uh-huh. Winter time, dark early. And I pulled over and just nervous breakdown. Start crying. I let it all out before I got to the game. And then when I stopped crying, I went to the game. And it felt good. But then before that, I was drinking, I was drinking a lot. Uh-huh. Because I was just trying to forget about stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, yeah. this is drinking, but that doesn't work, right? I feel like drinking, you should do it when you're happy, right? Well, it is a depressant. So if you're already <laughs> depressed, it's yeah. definitely not helping. Yeah, so then after I went that nervous breakdown, I was getting in so much trouble in Chicago. Like, when you're not playing? I get in trouble when I play. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I never got in trouble outside of the game. Because that's my life. 
But then if I'm not able to focus on the game because something else happened, I brought that baggage with me to the game. Right. And you'd be so frustrated when you got on the court. Yeah, I was a young parent at 16 years old. So I really, you know, I, and I chose to be a parent. I, I planned a baby, but I wasn't ready. No, no 16. I, 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 I thought I was ready. You could ready. be planning since you were six. It don't mean you're ready at 16. The fact that you desired a baby at 16 says a lot. Yeah, we planned it. I remember. But you know what that says. Like, I want to nurture something, yeah. and I want that thing to love me and count on me. Like, you want that. You're not getting that at some level. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Can I guess something? Yeah. So you have the outside of your apartment armor and personality, but there's this, like, super sweet human being inside of there that no one's getting to see. Right, you can't really show yourself. You can't show yourself. I didn't realize you and can. You you can, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I didn't yeah, realize yeah. you can. And you help and so many okay. other people. And I was very parental, like, with people. I, was, I had, you know, making money. It's like, okay, I, I, you need something to eat? Come on. You need something? Come on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Very, like, nurturing. And it's just my mother, because my mother, when anybody that needed a place to stay, my mother and dad would take you in. We had 17 people living with us in a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. My, mother, my mother's yeah. like, I know we don't got it, but you can come stay with us. Oh, wow. And I saw that. And I'm like, oh, wow. That's, you know, I, th I thought that was amazing. We used to put mattresses all over our one-bedroom apartment. Oh, man. Yeah, there's, like, we, I think we often focus on, like, the, the bad side of all that. But also, I'll say this. I lived in Santa Monica for 10 years in a one-bedroom apartment. And below me, a family lived. And there had to be nine of them in the same one-bedroom apartment. At first, I was like, oh, these poor people. You know, where the fuck do they sleep? Where are they? Who yeah. with the line for the shower? Blah, 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 blah. All these things. I heard more laughing from that house. Yeah, yeah. I came to, like, love those people in a way. I'd be in my apartment by myself, and I'd hear them being a family and laughing, and it would, like, lift me up. And I'm like, oh, they're kind of having a fucking great time down there. It's like all the things. It's, like, rough, but it's got to be great as well. That was our greatest time. I thought that was my funnest time living. Our apartment burned down, so we had to crunch in a little bit. But that was the funnest time we had. I don't remember any drama in that apartment. Right. Okay, so back to the nervous breakdown in Chicago. At that point, are you thinking, I need to get help, or that's not even... No. You don't even know, A, that help exists. You wouldn't know how to ask to for nobody. help. Yeah. I don't trust nobody. Right. That's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is when the NBA really started to get involved with me. Uh-huh. Way before people know that the NBA was involved with mental health. Right, NBA always been helping me out a lot, and, and Chicago was helping me out also, the Bulls. I played for Tim Floyd and Bill Cartwright, so they was always like keeping it under wraps because you don't want people to know, hey, Metal World Peace had a nervous breakdown yeah. around our chest yeah. at the time. But then when I became, you know, like 27, I started to really talk about it. Like, this is okay. Like, talk about what you're going through so people know that you're going through something and it's okay and you're going to get through it. So that's when I really started to speak out. I was young and I was really championing it and, and wearing it and being proud about it. Yeah. Because I can't fault myself for going through what I went through as a child. No. I'm not going to feel bad about that. No. Yeah, yeah you didn't <laughs> yeah. sign up yeah. for that. When did you start getting, like, help that started changing? What was, like, the most powerful aspect of the... I had many different therapists, but I think the most powerful one was the one that was teaching me how to meditate and teaching me how to breathe. When I started to do those exercises, I was like, this is incredible. This is what I want. Isn't that what you were doing on the scores table? Weren't you kind of... I was chilling, yeah. But at that point in time, I didn't have the therapist I had when I was with the Lakers. And I was still 23 at that time, so I still didn't understand what I was going through, even from a therapy standpoint. I didn't really understand what, what it was doing for me. I just said, okay, I'm going to do it. Right. And I just gave into it. 
You surrendered to it. Surrendered to it. Yeah. I was learning at that point. That was the greatest moment of my life. Right, right. You know, like normally I'm ready to fight the players. I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're doing like the impossible for yourself. Yeah, I'm like chilling. Like no fighting. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And uh, and, But I I was going to continue to work on it. But when the guy throws something from the stand, that's like, at that point, I didn't know I had to prepare for that. No. So that's like really has nothing much to do with like, Mental health, you know what I'm saying? I can only compare it to being an addict, which is, as an addict, I have to be ahead of everywhere I'm at. Like, I can't show up at a party, and then all of a sudden there's Coke on the table, and then I make a plan. No way. I got to have a plan before I get there. Like, if Coke comes out, here's what I do. If all this shit, it's not like that anymore because it's been right. years, but your plan was probably, this is an important game. This yes. is playoff shit. It's going to get heated. Yes. When it does, I'm not going to do the thing because I can't get thrown out. Blah, yes. blah, blah. I'm prepared. You had a game plan. I know. And then the game plan shit. was going pretty well. <laughs> you're on the scores table and you're kind of like executing the game plan. It wasn't going But you hadn't prepared for the knucklehead in the fucking eighth row. I never even thought about that. No. Yeah. Why, why would you? Yeah, why would you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never even thought about like somebody throwing something at me. Yeah, of course not. Like, you had prepared enough what you would think you prepared enough for to get through it, knowing yourself. And I still had that edge, but I was trying... I, my whole thing was, when you play the game, do whatever it takes to stay on the floor. Because the, the season prior, Richard Hamilton elbowed me, like, kind of in my groin. The refs didn't see it. I elbowed him in his face. Sure, sure. And this is one game to go to the final. I get flagrant foul. Game's tied. Oof. They hit two free throws, score a point, go up four, win four... Go beat the Lakers in the finals. So when I saw that, I had to look in the mirror. That's got to be rough. Yeah. That was rough because we yeah. was the best team in the league. Well, what's funny is, you know, when you're a fan, because I've watched all this. I've had people I was in love with. In, and it would happen to Rodman all the time, right? Because you'd be like, man, stay in this game, man. I know it feels so important to stay in this game. And on the outside, that's what you're thinking. Like, please don't have a meltdown now. And what you're not, I don't think, as you get older, maybe you understand stuff. It's like, that's assuming the person's in control of their emotions or that that's not necessarily the case for a lot of us. No, it's not. If you look at how I play defense, like you talk about somebody that's not getting tired. Like the intensity. It's kind of unparalleled. I, yeah. I kind of miss it, yeah. but it's crazy. Like the, in that moment, I remember seeing guys get tired and I'm just, and I'm tired, but I'm biting away. Just grinding yeah, and yeah, yeah. grinding them down. Yeah. Unless it was Kobe, it was hard to grind Kobe down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hard to grind LeBron down. Sometimes I, I would do it maybe 20% of the times to those guys. Uh-huh. But it was like, when you're talking about that level of intensity, it was beautiful, actually. I'm sure you were like, you were in a state of flow. You oh, were probably man, it was like, a great time. you didn't have time. any worldly problems. You just time. had that moment in front of you. This is an unhealthy backwards question. Like, we're, we're getting somewhere and we're connecting, but I got to go backwards. A, is, was there anyone you were afraid to fight in the NBA? And B, how would the Ben Wallace fight have gone? I mean, at the time... <laughs> this is totally counterproductive. It's hard, it's, it's, no, I know what it is. But it's kind of hard to say because, like, the Ben Wallace fight is something people are intrigued in. Of course, because Ben right Wallace now, is a beast. Honestly, I would never fight uh, right now. Like, But back then, I was really upset because it wasn't like I was scared of Ben Wallace. It was just that at that moment, I remember getting a flagrant in the finals. So I was like, whatever, like, I'll take it. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. You know, whatever. I was prepared to take that and be the guy that never fought Ben. Well, that's what Rodman got great at, is he actually would push everyone to the point where they were going to swing, and then he didn't. Well, I wasn't even pushing Ben to the point. I just fouled him. Monica, just so you know, Ben Wallace, he looked like the ultimate warrior, big-time wrestler. But ben, I mean, he was jacked. He was very muscular, but I was heavier than Ben. Oh, you were? Yeah, Ben's 240. Oh, really? I'm 260. Oh, dang. So you're dense. 
But he had the show, though, man. He had great. He his body looked incredible, though. But that's why you know I was you know the last person I'm worried about is somebody in the NBA that's not as heavy as me. That's true. That's true. And I'm just as strong as like damn near everybody in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. With the exception of Shaq. That's and Yao Ming. Stay tuned for more armchair expert, if you dare. We are supported by Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Mm. Ooh. Myrtle Beach, I have so much nostalgia. Me too. I did a spring break in Myrtle yes. Beach. Yes. Did you guys used to go there from Georgia? Yeah. Mm. It was a very common beach destination. Ugh. Long sun-drenched days, live music every night, and 60 miles of uninterrupted coastline to enjoy. The beach truly is where your best self comes out. Combine that with the irresistible aroma of fresh seafood, southern classics, and local low country cuisine from over 2,000 restaurants, and you've got yourself the perfect vacation. You belong at the beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. That's visitmyrtlebeach.com. We are supported by Taco Bell. Ooh. Oh, man. We often do two recordings a day, and we have this little nice lunch break that we enjoy, and we're always craving something really yummy. Yes, yeah, something fresh, something high quality, something like the all-new cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell, which is mm. exactly that. Mm. It's so yummy. It has slow-roasted chicken, the pico, that purple cabbage, and an avocado verde salsa sauce. Oh, delicious. Outrageous. The new Cantina Chicken Tacos, Burrito, and Quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina Chicken menu at Taco Bell now. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank, USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval, terms apply. So really quick, just let's diverge in basketball porn yeah. for one second. Covering Shaq, you did that. Did you ever do that? Maybe for one game. One game. In my life. And it's just, there's nothing you can do, right? He's 330 pounds. <laughs> not one thing you can do. Maybe more. He can just walk right through you, right? There's nothing. It's like an elephant. It's like a fucking gazelle garden elephant. You know what you can do? The league did it. They changed the rules. Because he would take two steps. That's what it took the whole league to change. Right. To stop him. Right, right, right. It took the whole league to stop him. And then what was it like defending Kobe? Kobe's just mentally tough. You, he had your energy level, too. He just I didn't of, know he did. I, I thought nobody did. He did. Like, you saw the documentary. Jermaine says nobody has intensities run a test. You know, I prepared for this. Yeah. And no one will outwork me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was showing, but until I got with the Lakers, I'm like, oh, wow. He is a hard worker. <laughs> yeah. He is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's nuts. I always wanted to be the craziest and the hardest worker well, and, and the other thing you kind of <laughs> got to give him credit for is, like, your environment made you tough. He was in Europe and shit. He somehow found all that toughness just in his heart. Nah, but his dad's from Philly. Okay. But he was raised in Philly, too. Okay. My okay. dad's from Philly, and that's a rough area. So he knows what it but is. But Kobe was shock you because he was so cute, and he was so young, and he was so talented, so much finesse. But when it was time to throw down, he always threw down. But the thing about Kobe is his family's very tough, 
So it, it was definitely points in time where he had issues with his family, uncles, cousins. Right, right, right. And he's from Philly. Yeah. But he putting all that into the game. His dad is professional. So anytime he probably was going to act out, his dad was probably there to say, hey, son, you're messing it up. Right. Take all that and put it into the game. Like I tell my son. You have a son that's in the NBA now? No, he's got one in the G League and one that was at UCI on scholarship. But now he's at USC for Cinematic Arts. Oh, okay. Really smart kid. Oh, fun to watch that. Yeah, it's really smart. But he's really intense with education. He attacks it. A's, graduated at 15. My other son is also, like, really aggressive. But I, I would tell them, put it in the game. Don't worry about anybody that's trying to fight you. You know what I mean? So I'm giving them a different knowledge. Right. Yeah. Store yeah. it up and unleash it there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who is the hardest person to defend other than Kobe? My hardest personal challenge is probably, I would say Jordan number one, even at his old age. Man, Jordan even so, so even at his old I age. I could see that going the other way, right? Because like we grew up with he's a god. And so your expectations, almost like if everyone tells you a movie's the best movie ever made, even if it's a great fucking movie, you get there and you're like, it's a good movie. But even with the expectation, he delivered. Phew, he delivered. <laughs> I played against him in the summertime. <laughs> And I put against him in the NBA. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow. <laughs> uh-huh. That's really tough. And then I think with LeBron and Kobe. LeBron's got the weight as well, though, right? LeBron's heavy. He's heavier yeah, than me. Yeah, yeah. When he came into the league, he wasn't as heavy as me. Uh-huh. But he grew heavier than me. I don't um, know what it's like for those guys defending him. For, I feel sorry for the other players. <laughs> yeah. They had no shot. Yeah. I mean, one time LeBron was coming, he was coming down the court. And I know how strong this kid is. But I stood there. It was a study done on me. That on NBA players, but feet on the ground, I could deliver force. Whereas, like, if you're trying to back me down, you can't. Uh-huh. I don't know why, but you just can't because I'm not moving my feet. Right, you're planted. It's planted. I didn't realize that until they told me. I'm like, oh wow. They said you had the strongest like anchor, whatever. So one time LeBron was running at me full speed, and I just stood there. I took it. I didn't move my feet. He backed up. It wasn't like an I offensive fall. It was, they call it foul on me. Oh, they call it foul on me. And I, I, I didn't move my feet. You didn't move. I can't guard LeBron when he's moving. He's quick and athletic. I'm like here planted, yeah. but LeBron is here and there. I can't guard that. Well, I don't think anyone really can. And he's, yeah. then he's bringing 280 pounds. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize it was that big. Oh, he's, he's a huge. monster. Wow. He's a different he's monster. He's a monster. Okay, so I got to assume like when you change your name, it's like a declaration that I've kind of passed through something and this is where I'm now going. Is that safe to say? Yeah, or when is- I changed my name, I was, I was like, yeah, I passed through a period of time. And then I said, oh, wow. Not only did I pass my therapy sessions, my mandated sessions, and then my own personal session. And then I was like, I want to go to reach, I want to reach more heights. I didn't want to stop my sessions. I was feeling, I was like, wow, like this is, my last session was over. I told my, um, are you, are you Hindi? My parents are technically Hindu, but we're not very religious. Okay, my therapist is, as I asked Oh, she is, yeah. Uh-huh. So. Very peaceful religion. Right, absolutely. I, yeah. And I met her, came back as a Hindi. Yeah, yeah. Ah. So. I'm like, hey, let's keep doing our sessions. I wanted to reach higher. Like, where else can I go? And then that's when Meta came. Yeah. I studied Buddhism yeah. and different things like that. Then I became Buddhist, kind of dropped my other religions and turned to that faith. I really love it. And then that was more to give myself an identity that I can get back to, that I know who I was when I was a kid. Yeah, before you know? everything else. Yeah, before the armor, before all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Who was you when you was young? Yeah. What did you want to be? Yeah. I remember wanting to be half fun, like basically a kid. Yeah. Not wanting to fight, not wanting to be in violent trouble, you know? Get back to that. Don't let nobody set the narrative. And then now it's like, and keep going. Then you get introduced to like Tibetan music. You get introduced to singing bowls. You get introduced to Stargate. You can't stargaze in New York City. No, 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 no. You don't even know that there's this many stars. Go to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Go to Death Valley, Joshua Tree. It's like, 
Oh, now I'm connected. Can I recommend world. a place for you that Colorado? blew our fucking mind? Hawaii? Sedona. Where's that a? Arizona. Arizona. They say there's like uh, vortex. Uh, vor like yeah, yeah, like energy vortexes there. Mm. We went there. We're like mm, energy vortexes, whatever. And we had, went. I was shooting, so we brought like two families. We yeah. rented two Big houses. Group of yeah, like maybe fifteen to twenty of us. It was so fun. And oh. every single night, the sun would go down, and we were on this road that no cars came down. We would all go out there and lay on the asphalt. It'd be warm from the day. And we just lay on our back and look at the stars for two and a half, three hours. It was so and it incredible. was better than any movie we had ever watched. We were like, I can't believe how fast it is. I'm going to try that. Yeah. I'm telling you, the fucking stars in Sedona blew our mind. I go stargazing for my birthday, every birthday. Oh, really? And my birthday's tomorrow, so I'm going to. Wait, who? Your birthday is tomorrow. Happy oh birthday. My God. Yeah. 43 tomorrow tree? or 42? 42? So you're going to Joshua Tree. Yeah. Last year was Death Valley. Nice. Okay. Yes, good stars out there. Good stars. I'm going to try Sedona. Oh, my God. It'll blow your mind. Imagine if you've never seen that. It's people that have never seen that. Yes. And it's only a drive. It's not expensive. Yeah. Right? It's free to look at the sky. It's free it to look at the sky. It really makes you feel very small and human mm -hmm. and know your place in the world, which I is mean, lovely. I mean, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a great way to achieve humility is like, oh, man, we're a dot. Look at all these dots. We're one of the dots. We're this tiny. Oh, my God. And we think everything <laughs> we think is so everything. goddamn important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's true. it's true. I imagine having you as a someone be so hard because even like the way you're attacking the Buddhism and everything else, like you're just on fire. You're like fucking top speed. I'm on fire. And if you don't have something to devour... I imagine you're in trouble. Like, you got to have good stuff to devour because you just, you're that way. You're passionate. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, it's true. I need to put this towards something and putting it towards nothing is not good because then it's just bad. Like, energy. you don't have the luxury of being lazy, I don't think. You can't, if you just sit around, you're fucked. Yeah, I do not. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, even really if you're sitting, right it's got to be intentional. Like, oh, I'm sitting to meditate or I'm sitting to watch the stars. Like, sometimes hey. I need a break. So I do enjoy those moments. Like, I might watch YouTube, I might watch boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might play spades. Oh, we love spades so much. That's what we're doing at Joshua Tree. It was a spades trip. No, no way. I swear, I just all couples out. in spades. Hold on, hold on. That's, That's all doing. we do. That's, That's all, li literally That's all our play spades probably 30 hours a week. Our whole weekend is spades. I just That's read some basketball players got a spades tournament. Dwayne Wade. What? Oh my God, he was just fucking here. Dwayne, and I didn't yeah. ask him It's to called Wade, Wade Spades. I'm gonna it's fuck. The greatest thing ever. We have to join that. You're uh, you're gonna. Will you get you're us not in? gonna believe what you see when I join this. Let's play. Oh, can we? Play? No, no, no. Let me tell you something. My friends are coming here from Canada to play spades. <gasps> no, we in. I would travel the world to play. Oh, I, we, we in. It. That's, that's wait, all can we do. It we do. It and do like do you a play tournament? with jokers and too high and too low? <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, that's the only way to play. Everybody got different rules. So what's your rule? What's our rule? This how we playing? Okay, let's play. Well, let me drop one on you. I want to see if you like. And maybe you already play this way. If you're down by 200, you can go blind nail with one card pass. So you and I are down 200. We're playing against Monica and Rob, and we say we're going to go blind nail. And then you got to bid first, whatever. You're going to say we're going to get five. And then after all the bidding's done, if I'm going blind, I take my highest card, I slide it to you, and you give me your shittiest card to help me with my nail. I don't mind that way. It's fun. We we incorporated that like eight months ago. It's kind of fun. Right, I never heard of that rule. That's yeah, we just invented it. We're like, oh, let's oh, yeah, try that's this. what space is. That's what space yeah. is. Yeah, we, we had yeah. read that people do that with two cards. We tried it with two cards. It's that too was too easy. It's, too, yeah. it's yeah. too easy. We're like, this is, yeah. that's, that's a gimmick. But you can still get totally fucked over with one card switching and... It can even out the score pretty quickly, and then that's people, a bummer. People <laughs> get addicted the first time they play. 
Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Me. The first time you're like, I'm never dropping this game. You can't. It's truly I can't believe amazing. you're into spades. My screen time is mostly spades games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what app do we use? We use a... I don't like the app. I like playing in person. Me too, but I do if I'm on the yeah. toilet. Sometimes you'll pull out the spades. Do the people coming from Canada, they, they probably play Euchre as well. All I know is that they play spades. Okay, that's <laughs> all that we have, so I'm having a lunch at my house tomorrow, and we have, we're going to set up a spades table. Yeah. Come if you want. Yeah, And then yeah, we're yeah. going, and then we go Joshua Tree, but How literally, fun. we went to Hawaii, uh, a group of us, all we do is play spades. Yes, we do the same too. Literally, we're thing. on the beach just playing spades. We got a fucking board that's magnetized, and the cards have yeah. some magnets so that they wouldn't blow away in fucking Hawaii. Where did you get that from? Our friend Amy uh, got Amy ordered it, because yeah. we knew we got to be we playing spades the whole time. We was in Canada at a winery, <laughs> and we brought the cards to the winery. <laughs> they was like, you ready? <laughs> yeah, that's everyone crazy. just you're, has them in our purse just like at any addicted. moment. I'm oh, telling always. you, I haven't been this addicted to something since cocaine. Like, it's all I want to do. It's so cool, because I always tell people, you don't need money to play. No, yeah. right. It's so it's already competitive. Yes. You don't need no money. Totally. Within our pod, we now play for countries. So like if we are playing, we'd be playing for Lithuania. Yeah, Lithuania. And so we play th- two out of three. Two out of three. Whoever wins, we get like a um a pin on the map. <laughs> and there's whatever. There's 180 countries, whatever it is. And once so we're going the, for world domination. On, once the countries are won, then you'll start invading like a Lithuania versus Germany, and then wow. I'll pick up Germany. And it's ultimately we're gonna try to do world domination with space. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do it. Yes. We gotta do it. I cannot believe you're that into it. That's I love incredible. That. And I'm Serious, I didn't fucking bring it up to Dwayne. Yeah. We love it. Oh, me too. And my wife used to be like, why do you play spades so much? And she is addicted. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. Check, can we play some spades? <laughs> I know. That's we're always trying to get at least four people together for hanging out so that uh, we can play. Oh, my She's God. too competitive. I don't play with my wife. No, you know what? <laughs> that's not true. Oh. I play with my wife. You as, her, as your partner? I can't let her play with like certain family members because she takes advantage. Her energy is like real competitive. <laughs> yeah. So I got to play with her to show her like you're not that good. Oh, Yeah, I got to bring it down. Okay, so what's really funny is in our pod, there's, there's basically <laughs> five family. There's five sets of adults. <laughs> No one can play with their spouse. Like, wow. no one plays with their spouse as a partner. It's, we can also not play But as although partners. we've just started playing together, We're and trying it's, it's to going enter well. back in, but we have had so many major fights. Oh, the worst, the worst, the worst. Yeah. She'd be like, why'd you bid six? And I'm like, because I had fucking, you know, I go yeah, through the thing, I'm so sorry it. it didn't work out. Or but, like, or like, why did you throw the king? Because I only have one. I can't say it yeah. right yes. now, but I yes. have one. Exactly. This is the only <laughs> That's funny, man. We got to have another podcast of us, man. No talking, right? That's part of the fight. I hate talking. Yeah, no talking. I hate talking. But some people in the group don't hate talking, and then... There's, like, a level of talking I'm comfortable with, and... Spades language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, look, (laughs) I I, I don't want any cheating. Like, here's the worst crime I'll make. You tell me what your reaction would be. It's like, someone leads something, my partner's gonna go, they're thinking for a long time. And I'll go, do you remember the last hand? That's all I'll say. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I still okay. don't like that. She didn't like that. That's but that, okay. That'll be my level of talking. Just yeah. like I just want to go like, just do you remember the last hand? That's all I'll say. I'm but not you gonna can't say, be like throw this. No, no and I'm not gonna God, say. No, yeah, I'm God, not gonna no. say you remember. <laughs> I'm out of diamonds, but I'm kind of cueing you like. Remember the last ham. Like, I mean, like, that's actually a little iffy. It's on, yeah, yeah, that's it is, iffy. It is. That's when I'm feeling the most desperate. I might say, do you remember the ham? I don't yeah. do that often, but occasionally. You'll get, you'll get glares from me if that's happening. You, we will, but also let's add this. We all know kind of how our level of play is. So there are some partners that, 
Like, I expect her to have to help a little bit. There's different levels. No, it's like, true, it's true, it's yeah. true. I like, agree. I don't mind if you say to so-and-so, like, I know, but I can't, my own personal Like, opinion. new people, like, new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's true. Or, or like, a mom who's been helping her kids, like, 12 times they've interrupted us. Like, the kid had a cut, and then she did this, then she did that, blah, blah, blah. I'd rather let my partner just get it on their own. Yeah, yeah. My, my wife yeah. is separate. I mean, she's different. She wants to teach <laughs> yeah. and talk for the whole game. Oh my God, this is, is so your wife funny. Kristen Bell? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't wait to play with we you. You have play. to come back. We have yeah, to we yes, play. we got to play. play. We got to play. This has been so fun, yeah. Meta. I, I had fun too. I just like you. I, I, I got to bring up one thing before you leave. Yeah. So I did this show, Punked, in 2003. Okay. Then they rebooted it in 2010. I came back, like they asked me to come back and, like, I don't know, shepherd these mm -hmm. folks or whatever. And it was flattering. And then I punked you. And I didn't know you yet. Okay, I didn't know your story was it the, yet. Was it the parking Pulling lot? In a car, yes, the parking God lot. God darn it. That, that, <laughs> so that was me. And I didn't know anything about you other than you knocked some guys out in Detroit. So I'm like, all right, this punked episode's got the potential for he and I to end up in a fight, right? Oh, my gosh. But I will say you are completely unflappable. You didn't get revved up, man. You were in your fucking zone. Like, you were so peaceful. I was so pissed. <laughs> I remember that day. Okay, so I then watched a documentary about you. And then I'm riddled with guilt. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like triggering this person with all this trauma <laughs> yeah. for fucking entertainment. You know what was crazy about that day? So I was punked that day. It was like at the parking center next to the Staples Center. Yeah, the parking lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then you, um, oh, you was in front of me, behind. Yeah, I was in front of you. Yeah, then you went, you backed up, and then the lady behind me screaming, oh my goodness. Oh, and then, this is terrible. And then I was going to try to go through the side. I could have made it through, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could have made it through. <laughs> yeah, I could have I made it through and fucked it up. So it basically me. trapped you. Like, were you knocking on my window? I'm probably. I Somebody can barely remember. Knocking oh. on my, I think it was you. Oh. Somebody, would you? Yeah, I think somebody knocking on my window. Hey, can you move? Can you? I'm like, get this fucking guy out of here. Well, you know what I think we thought might happen? I think oh, what we thought was going to happen is that I would kind of be the relief from it. Like, you'd recognize me as the punk dude, and you'd be like, oh, we got punk. But you didn't recognize I me at all. Punk. I yeah. yeah, yeah, you didn't know who the fuck I was. I was just another asshole in the scenario. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyways, sure. I watched the docs about you later, and I just kind of fell in love with your spirit and who you were and what you've gone through. And I was like, oh, my God, I, when I was a part of the fucking problem. I didn't know that about That was probably my most stressful punk, because um, Jimmy did me three times. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. I caught him on the last time. I caught him. I caught him. Because the last time he had a water bottle TV, they take the label off uh -huh. the water. Right, yeah, yeah. So I saw it. Ah, oh, good. That's a good glue. Oh, that is good. This is a yeah. fuck. Yeah. They but got the other them. ones, they got me really oh. good. <laughs> All right. Meta, I adore you, man. I hope you'll Thank come you. back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. And now my favorite part of the show, the fact check with my soulmate, Monica Padman. Yesterday was the Super Bowl. Sunday was the Super Bowl. Yes. Hit me with your thoughts. Halftime show, insane. End of the game, insane. Really fun to have a home team in yeah, the game. Yeah, really was. I take that for granted. Like, I don't really care, obviously. Sure. On a daily basis about football, but... This was a triple whammy for you. Yes. Like, I can get invested in my home turf. Well, Matt Stafford, let's start there. Yep. 
quarterback for the Rams and was quarterback at Georgia when I was at Georgia. Go dogs. Go dogs. It was just <sighs> nice to see Matt Stafford's jersey playing for my team again. I know. I liked it. And that the Super Bowl was in LA just to begin with. That would have given us a different interest. And then yes. you had that our team's there. And then you had that your quarterback's there. It was nice. Okay, so for me, the highlight was the halftime show. Yes. I think I could do 45 minutes on the halftime do show it. right now. Okay, I was laughing uncontrollably, crying, dancing, yelling. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just the fucking notion that all those kids from that neighborhood blocks away growing up in South Central or Long Beach, fucking oppressed welfare kids, all that shit. Yeah. Standing there, ruling the fucking world. I was like crying. I'm like, oh my God. And then even Eminem, fucking white trash. Get up there, son. Yeah. All of them fucking owning it and owning it because their souls are so beautiful. Yes. The forgiveness for them to be there after the shittiness of the Kaepernick NFL's reaction to that. The resilience. Yeah. It was like the most triumph. I, I was watching it going, black artists are the best treasure America has had for over 100 years. Yeah. Forget the, the brain trust. This is the spirit trust of America. 100%. I agree. Oh, my God. It was it transcendent. Was so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it was such a moment of power. I just loved it. And fucking Mary J just oh fucking my. ripping that shit up in the middle. I know. And then you should have heard me when it occurred to me that fucking Anderson Pack was playing the goddamn drums. drums on that song. I thought about you. Oh my God. Yeah. I lost it. Of course he found his way into there. Of course he was invited. Yeah. Oh, He's the next gen of fuck. this exact thing. California. It was a emotional time. I think that's the best thing I've ever watched on television, that halftime show. It was definitely the best halftime show I've ever seen. As you pointed out, it was similar to the time I, I teared up watching the Olympians on the airplane. You, it was a, um, <laughs> what are they called? Not a flash mob. Yeah, it was it was kind of similar to a flash mob. It was Olympians on a plane who did a choreographed they dance doing, out of nowhere. This is crazy. Yeah. Here's my number. And you cried. Call me, baby, I did. <laughs> it was just really These beautiful really people sharing their hearts with us. I think it's nice that you cried over that. It's a scary world when people share their heart, especially those guys. I'm sorry, I got to go back to those guys. Go back. To fucking open up your heart in what was a war zone in the 80s. It's that much more impressive to me. Totally. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is a huge ding, 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 because this is Metal World Peace. I know. It feels really, so really like we planned it. It's in line. <laughs> <laughs> Another guy who, not in the most supportive environment, opened up his heart. Yes. Chose to choose peace and love and all of these things, despite so much trauma and hatred and Inter negativity and anger. And to think of all the places that there's uh, stigmatism against mental health, the sports world's got to be the roughest. Yeah, for sure. Because it's the roughest to be openly gay. It's the roughest to, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff, exuding fucking strength. Yeah. It's hard. I know. It's so impressive. Okay, so I, I, do, I do want to, because he's been on this show, I want to shout out Josh Hutcherson, oh. who happened to be at the, the party I was at, and he was the only person there who was rooting for Cincinnati oh. and it was really sad I felt really codependent about that sure. and then he lost <laughs> and then this was the worst so he was like you know depressed like yeah, it, it was yeah. really sad he's from there I mean he's like 
five, is he? See, I was 20 confused. miles over the border. So, okay. Yeah, he lives in a suburb of Cincinnati, but in Kentucky. Kentucky. Not lives, but grew up. Got it. Yeah. I was like, I know he's from Kentucky from our show. So yeah. I couldn't remember why the connection. But anyway, he was depressed. And and his wife was like consoling him. And then we we do all this betting at these games. So there's a bet that I won't explain where you win money first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. And the fourth quarter is the biggest pot. Sure. So, so Cameron came up and was like, Josh, you won. You won the 160 bucks. And he was like, oh, great. Like he got happy again. Yeah. And then turns out it was another Josh. <laughs> oh my god. But you know, it was like a lot of highs and lows for him and in, in Okay. <laughs> well, you know what we said? We were like, let's just give it to him because Josh Elwell had left. Yeah, fuck him. The other also, Josh- we'll send him 160. <laughs> I know. I'm say, this is a very easy to solve problem. <laughs> I know, but it was also I mean, it was also just like oh, insult I mean, to injury. Yeah, and salt in the wound. Not funny, but Funny, like cosmically yeah. funny, uh, unavoidably funny. Yeah, yeah. But I hope he's doing good today. Well, I went over to someone's house quickly after the game, and this person had a female friend over, and she was from France. Oh, and of course, I came in like exuberant with the halftime show and the spectacular sack at the end. Yeah, and Cooper Cup. Other than Brady in a Super Bowl, I don't think I've ever seen a performance like that from a fucking offensive player. Like, they just were finally like, yeah, fuck it. I don't care if you put nine guys on him. He's going to catch this motherfucker. Yeah. And he did like 75% of the time. It was incredible. So I walked in there so hot, like just on fire for all those things. Yeah. And I just glanced at her and I realized this is so weird to her. Yes. I mean. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Of course, it's crazy. <laughs> it's so silly. Like, it was a game. Yeah. In the strictest sense of it. And I feel like I was in a land battle and we were victorious. That's what it does. <laughs> That's what sports do. It's so fascinating. It what is. What it does to our brains. It's a, an excuse to get very tribal. They say it's like a great exercise of tribalism. Like one of yeah. the, you know, not destructive versions. Speaking of great sports stories, I just oh. revisited Moneyball. For the, like the fourth time? Well. In the last couple weeks? I hadn't watched it. Then I watched it. A few days ago, then I've been watching it every day. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, oof, boy, is that movie good? <laughs> I mean, it holds up. Mm. Everyone is so good in it. Jonah is so good in it. Mm. Good job, Jonah. Chris Pratt is in it. Oh, who's not in it? Brad BP Pitty is in the it. The big dog's in it. It was crazy, and it's just like so heartwarming. I just love a sports story so it's much. So good. Oh, you watched it maybe because of Mike Sure. Because he had brought it up in the interview. Was that the, the inception? I don't know. Maybe without me knowing subconsciously, yeah. but it, it popped up Even on my crazier. thing. And then I was like, oh, I'll turn that on in the background. And then I was up. One of, one of the players from it just died. <gasps> uh, Jeremy Jambi. Oh, no. He's so a it was huge probably trending player. because of that. That's. Oof. That's rough. Dark. That's rough. Um, oh, I have a technical question for you. Mm-hmm. How, what is the time horizon for us saying it holds up? Because mm. that movie wasn't that long ago. Like, you can't say. Oh, really? Mm, what was it? 12 That's years? That's so good. This ten, is a, 10 years ago? 2011. Yeah, so, is it yeah. like 10 years ago? Years. We can't say that, like, Hurt Locker held up or really? Avatar held but, up. Okay, but, but <laughs> cinema is changing so fast. Well, it's gone away. So, yeah, in that sense. <laughs> it's changing so rapidly that it does feel older. 
Yes. That genre went away. Yeah. The mid-budget drama without effects, not a comedy. Yeah. That, that did disappear. That's now our television we watch. That would be a TV show now. That would right. be a 10-episode limited series. Well, I guess and also because... It Yeah, it was a time when we were watching long movies. We accepted long movies. Our attention spans weren't as tiny as they mm. are now. Like, that movie's long. It's like three hours. Is it? It's really, well, it, mm. it, felt, <laughs> it felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the greatest. Oh, my God. <laughs> 213. <laughs> I am 213. That's still long for, for movies now. Okay, listen. I am uh, just having a realization. Real-time realization? I should have known this. I can't believe Aaron Sorkin wrote Moneyball. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's why you love it. The Sork Doctor. Wow. Wow, wow. Yeah, wow. A.S. God. I just love everything. He everything. Writes, yes. Everything he's written. He can do it. Wow. Did you have any favorite commercials? There were a lot of great ones. I think I liked, oh, it was a Michelob commercial with the bowling alley. That was yeah, gangster. That oh, do you remember that yeah, one? with Jimmy Butler? Yes. For me, most importantly, Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Steve Buscemi. I remember that. It was Peyton Manning. He was kind of oh. the hot shot bowler. It was totally a um, Big Lebowski ripoff, oh, which cool. is why Buscemi was in it. But it was done really perfectly. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so he's the hot dog, and he kind of dethrones some other football player, and he's feeling it, feeling it, feeling it. And then all of a sudden, slow-mo of Serena walking in, and it looks like Jackie Brown. Like, mm. everything's bouncing. The hair's Ooh. flowing. It's sexy as hell. Mm. They killed that one like cinematically. That was fun. That was probably my favorite. What was your favorite? I don't mm. know. Okay. I just didn't know if you had any favorites. Mm. But you, did you did you see any of them? I barely. I they were watch, you know. <laughs> what did you do most of it? Uh, what watched, percentage of the I, game did you watch? I watched the whole game. But not the commercials. Well, they're on, but like you know, it's kind of chaos because everyone's screaming for the bets. So yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm just not paying that much attention. You're probably disassociating because it's overwhelming. That's you right. kind of leave for a minute. That's when right. the game's back on, you come back. That's right. Did how were um, emotions when it wasn't looking good for? It got really intense. It got really intense in that room for everyone. Everyone got so into it. Like right. regardless of your caring level, once it got really dicey towards the end, it was like, oh shit, we all care so much. <laughs> See, I I'm uncomfortable with people's bummed out emotions, uh-huh. and I want to fix them. And I can't. Yeah. And so it's just, I, I, like, I can watch a, any Super Bowl with a group of people if it's not their team right. in it. If no but one, yeah, the stakes. The stakes. I feel the opposite. Oh. Like, I enjoy when stakes are high in a sporting event. Yeah. Feeling like everyone cares about the same thing kind yeah. of deeply, I like. What was the spread, do you know? I do not. Oh. Me either. Well, find that out for us if you would. <laughs> um, facts. Yeah, here's some facts. Some meta facts. Meta facts. The decapitated man in Hollywood. Oh, up by the sign? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they find that person? There's a CNN article saying mystery solved with an arrest. Okay. The discovery two years ago of a man's decapitated head near the Hollywood sign began a murder mystery that police now believed is solved. Gabriel Campos Martinez, 38, was charged with the death of 66-year-old Hervé Medellin. Hervé Medellin. Meta world piece of (laughs) Whose head and several other body parts were found by a woman walking her dog in Hollywood's Mm, Griffith Park. Those dogs will find those parts. They sure will. They think it's food. 
Yeah. I mean, it is food. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's a bummer. Yeah. Also a very ghoulish event to happen across the street from your house. Yeah, I don't like thinking about that. That's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess in my neighborhood there's uh, there's two mountain lions that are in people's yards. Yep. And they ate a koala bear. There's, you know, severed heads are up there. Griffith (laughs) Park is mixed messages in general. That place should be Central Park. It's like the most incredible piece of land right in the middle of Los Angeles. And parts of it are incredible. Yes. And then other parts are a little... I don't think they have their arms around it. I agree. That. That's what I'm saying. It's it's mixed messages because it is gorgeous. The hike is incredible. Yeah. There's an adorable cafe. Train Town or whatever that's called is Travel Town. Travel Town is the cutest oh, with Travel the miniature Town. trains. Yeah. yeah. And it's a little. There are patches that are it's, interesting. It's seedy. Yeah. Well, for a while, like a few weeks ago, part of my morning routine after my coffee walk was to go to Griffith and just sit on that grass. Uh, oh, there's a grassy the observatory. Knoll. No, like literally like right off Los Fields Boulevard. Like, oh, oh t- yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's mixed messages because yes. it's like, oh, there's that person studying for like probably a college test. And there's that person who who's Cooking chosen to live here. Well, yeah. a guy barbecuing a seagull over a campfire you're not supposed to have. Yeah. I would have these long streaks of hiking early in the morning. Like if I was committed to hiking, very often when I would walk up there, there's an area that a bunch of retired, I'm assuming retired, Russian men Mm. would have this like early morning (laughs) kind of cookout and vodka drinking. Oh my God. And I would go by there at like eight in the morning. There would be like nine of these gray-haired old Russian guys. And you just hear them and they'd be doing shots and just raging at nine in the morning or eight in the morning. I was like... Fuck, that looks like a good retirement. Good for them. They're up and at them. They're barbecuing (laughs) and drinking vodka. It's like they're having a tailgate, but there's nothing to watch. That's right. And I'm like, are these guys in bed by noon? Like, are they on swing shift? Who parties at nine? I love it. That is great. (laughs) You know, like your first thought is like, oh, these guys have a drinking problem. You know, it's (laughs) nine in the morning. They've got a couple bottles of vodka on the table. And then the, my next thought is like, they're 70. They made it. Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't take them out. Yeah. Uh, keep at it. Up and at them. Um, are mountain lions protected? Yes, in California. Mm-hmm. 1990, California Wildlife Protection Act established that mountain lions are, quote, specially protected mammal. I don't know, though, that, that, that you're not allowed to blast them in your yard if they're attacking someone. Mm. I think I don't think you would get in trouble. Maybe in I should type, can you kill a mountain lion self-defense? Yeah, let's find out. Most states have designated hunting seasons for mountain lions and killing one without a tag is a violation unless the hunter can prove self-defense. Oh, okay. I mean, I think you can always claim self-defense if there's a mountain lion near you. It'd be hard not to be scared for your life yeah. if, or mostly your children's lives. I would beat the fuck out of a mountain lion. As you know, this is a great fantasy of mine. I know. Offer up the bait. I have to remind you. Yeah, remind remind us all. Okay, so the the mountain lion's approaching. It does its textbook leap towards me. I put out my right forearm, offer the bait. Yeah. He's going to latch onto that. It's right in front of your neck where he wants to go. (laughs) Or she. I don't want to be sexist. Sure. So she locks her jaws onto your arm. And then they're 120 pounds if they're healthy. And now you're going to flip, you're going to rotate your arm clockwise as you're looking at it, rotate the cat onto its back, you're going to get a hold of its tail. Okay. And then you're going to swing this thing by the tail into a tree and break its back. That is the move. 
Okay, I'm grateful you said it because in case anyone runs into the scenario, they can do that. But, Don't sue me if you die. Okay, but can you revise it for a smaller person like me? Like, I can't do that. Why not? Because I, I don't have the strength. Well, a very old farmer in Africa killed a cheetah that attacked him by putting his hand in the cheetah's mouth because all these big cats, their tongues are like sandpaper, right? right. They have actually tiny little barbs on them so that they can rip the, the fur off the animal before they eat it. <laughs> so you can get your hand on the tongue, which is what this old timer in Africa did, and it's a perfect grip. He pulled the tongue out of the cat, which caused it to drown on its own blood <gasps> and die. Okay, but do you think that man has superhuman strength? Because I feel like that he would like also 90. be really hard to pull out a tongue. Not if your life depended on it. That's true, I guess. Because you could, if you got a hold of it and then you put your feet, your heels into its chest and you use your legs... Yeah. You could rip that You'd tongue You'd have to out. do it so fast, though, because you have to do it before the mouth clamps. Yeah, so that is curious. You would think it would bite down in your arm and then you couldn't pull your arm backwards. Right. But I imagine when they have your fucking hand down their throat, they're going to open their mouth like they're going to throw up. That's my guess. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. It's wow. kind of sexual, actually. <laughs> now I think about it. There was no report if the man was found with an erection after this. <laughs> um, I think it's safe to assume he had one, though. Probably the first one in a decade. This yeah. is a real story. You guys could go Yeah, this. no, yeah. I believe it. I was so proud of that guy. I don't want any cheetahs to die, but... Yeah, if it's between him and the cheetah, it's got to be... It's got to be him. I, I'm feeling this too. Like in my coffee line, uh -huh. there's so many dogs. And one of the dogs the other day jumped up and scared this Asian man. It's nice to hear another Asian call out another Asian. It was man. a nice Asian man. Okay. And... It's okay to be a nice Asian man. Exactly. It's preferred. Yeah. And and <laughs> this this... A dog really scared him. Oh. And then I was like, no, we just have to choose people. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to. You know if you get me on this topic. Sure, it's a yes, bad, yes. It's a bad hot button topic for me. I know. Yeah, once once dogs bite and attack humans, they need to not be around humans is my kind of thought. Philosophy. Yeah, or just be around the one human they don't bite, which is fine. Right. Just don't take your show on the road. Again, <laughs> sure. if you want to live with Manicore. Yeah. Um. Great. Sure. But don't bring Manicor to But also Maru. don't live with Manicor. Also don't, but if you do, minimally don't take Manicor out for a walk. Because there's very kind Asian men around. And me. And Asian ladies that aren't Asian. <laughs> there's lovely subcontinents uh, walking to and fro. <laughs> okay, the rule, so we haven't learned yet, but remember he told us about Big Wiz? Fun yeah, game. That's a that's a like step up from space. Yeah. People are probably wondering if we've since learned it. We have not, but we will. Um that's it for Meta. That's it for the Super Bowl. Do you want Super Bowl odds? Yeah, Super Bowl odds. Rams were negative one ninety. Oh, there wasn't a point spread. It was that's a payout spread. There was, was there a point spread? Negative one ninety and then plus one sixty for the Bengals. I what I believe that means is that if you bet $100, you're going to subtract that percentage if you're favored. And if you're the underdog, you're going to add that percentage. So if you bet $100, you'll win 120 or you'll win 80 depending on whether you're – But maybe they don't do point spreads anymore. What do you – what would it be? Point, you, did you type in actually point spread? 
did spread. Uh, spread uh, Cincinnati plus four and a half. Oh, so then if Josh bet on the Bengals with that spread, he still won. Oh. Right? Because what was the final score of the game? 20 to 23? Yeah, something like that. Mm. Yeah. But maybe he just bet that they'd win. Is that a thing? Without a spread? That would have been a foolish bet. Okay. Um, There was a great SNL sketch. Did you ever see it? It was great moments in betting history. Mm-mm. And it was like, and the Colts lost by seven, beating the spread by one point. Like, it's all about, oh, these, it's all about the these spread. teams that lost miserably, but they beat the spread oh, that's and then funny. celebrating them. That's really funny. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. All right. Love you. Love you. 